Hello and welcome to Let Me Introduce You, the food business podcast where I introduce you to the most amazing producers, entrepreneurs and consultants that work with me to build stronger, healthier, better versions of their business. I've been building teams to work with food businesses for 25 years now and we're taking you behind the scenes in my business to meet them. Let me introduce you to Paul Hurley, the founder of Dum Dum Donutteries. Who couldn't love someone who can create delicious baked donuts and cronuts, including now perfecting great tasting, totally plant-based varieties? I first connected to Paul having visited his first store in Shoreditch in London. We chatted, but it was too early in his venture for us to work together. But we knew we shared similar values and when it was right for us both, we should work together. We reconnected in 2019 and I'm very excited by the opportunity to work with him and help him do more and reach more people with his superb products. I love hearing about his route into this, the people who have inspired him, things he's learned along the way and to hear his enthusiasm for his business, his team and for how he wants to grow the business while staying true to his values. I know you're going to enjoy this too. Here's the easy one that you should be able to do right away. How would you describe your job to other people? Well, well, well I always get asked every time, obviously, with um, friends, school, I always get asked, I say, oh, what do you do then? And, I mean, uh, my wife tells me off it because I always say, oh, I make donuts for a living. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it's, it's because, I mean, it's kind of, it's a big discussion. It's like, you don't want to... You don't want to come across as this person. Well, I made these very special donuts, and I've been doing it for <laughs> twenty-five years. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I, I always said I make donuts, but that usually leads to a lot more questions, and uh, people are interested. It's really, yeah. really funny. People really are interested because they're enthusiastic about food, and they're enthusiastic about somebody creating something new. Yes. So yeah, so I'm a donut maker, but uh, yeah. Good. And then the other part of that then is. What do your family say you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, yes. uh, yeah, I, my, my wife always probably tries to say it maybe in better terms, saying, oh, we've got a donut business and donut shops and the artisan donuts. And my kids just don't really care what I do. They're just, I'm boring dad. But they're, yeah. yeah. Uh, funny, a lot of their friends actually know Dum Dums and, yes. uh, and the brand a lot better than my kids do. So they'll be like, oh, you've opened shops there. And my kids are like, have we? So they're, they're <laughs> yeah, they're just not interested in what their dad's doing particularly. Although, as and I don't get, think it matters who their dad is. I think that's always that, the case, yeah. isn't it? I, I've had that conversation thing. with my own brother once because he thought he was the really cool dad. Yeah. And, and then his kids, once one of his kids could learn to drive, the yeah. other kids wanted him to take them everywhere. And they were like, well, he was like, well, why do you not want me to? And I'm like, did you ever <laughs> want your dad to take you anywhere? You know? It's so true. It's such a, well, I've got yeah. the two older ones who are teenagers who are, yeah, I'm yeah. boring dad, as you can imagine. Although as they're getting older, the older one, oldest one particularly, is now realising he might actually have to get a job. Uh, and suddenly thinking, I could come and manage Dum Dums if you like. And well, you might need to do a bit of studying first. But, uh, first, and yeah. I always say that it's look easy, but yeah, well, I always say uh, if you can work with us, you can. But you have to start at the entry point, and because you can't manage people if you don't know the business. So, but my uh, my five year old wants to be a donut maker, so that's quite cute. Brilliant. Yeah, I don't know how long they'll last, but. It will. It will. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, that's good. 
I know that your route into donut making wasn't perhaps classical. Can you explain how you what you thought you would do when you were thinking about what you might do as a career and and how you then came into sure. running yeah. dum dums or setting yeah, was, up dum dums? Yeah, I was really young. I was when I was a teenager, and um, I guess this is going out there. Particularly, I don't particularly talk about it, but I used to be a, a dancer, like a strictly. Come dancing sort of dancer when I was a teenager and I used to travel the world doing it and come 16 it was time to stop kind of living off my parents paying a fortune for everything and to get a job uh, so uh, I, I went for a random interview at a company called DD UK Limited turned up uh, and it turned out to be Dunkin Donuts UK Limited's head offices which were in Piccadilly Circus massive Dunkin Donuts sign outside as a 16 year old you're like nope I'm not working there and um <laughs> I, I, my mum dragged me in my mum literally dragged me in and said you're going there because you said you'd be there and I went for an interview there I went for two interviews I went there and I went for one at the Bank of England uh Bank of England didn't get back to me straight away Dunkin Donuts offered me the job straight away uh and then I kindly told them that I had a, a two-week holiday booked like a few days later and they actually allowed me to go on it it was, it was, it was these American guys who own this mm. uh the franchise in the UK and they allowed me to go on this two-week holiday and paid me for it instantly and on that holiday then the Bank of England got back to me and said I would like you to come in a fast track scheme for 16 year olds which they used to do back then mm. and um and I was like oh well wow, that's amazing and my mum looked at me and went no Dunkin Donuts are paying you They've let you go on this holiday. They're paying for it. Said so you've got to go and work there. You know, you gave them your word, and uh, and <laughs> randomly that's how it happened. And then, uh, it, yeah, it was a, it was a small uh, setup for the UK franchise back then. It was just uh, it was quite a bit few uh, outlets and um, concessions and things, uh, a few hundred around actually. Uh, but it was a tiny office, and when people left, you took over their roles. So within a couple of years, there was a sixteen, seventeen year old running the office and <laughs> the, the operation that they gave bizarre. you that opportunity to yeah. do that that's a great entrepreneurial spirit isn't it in the business just to kind of go he seems to know what he's doing and, and go with it and everything it was it's because it was american so Inspiring. not it, it was nothing to do with dunkin donuts in the u.s no. it was these uh very very successful american businessmen uh two guys and um i became really really good friends with one of them but yeah, they just, it was America. I, I, I like American business. I know it's got a bad rep, but I mm. think, you know, it's, it's moving on. If you think about, you know, the city in like the eighties, yes. you know, compared to what business is like now, it's, yep. it's so much more kind of anyone can do it. Although they want to encourage anyone to do it. They want to yes. grow. So yeah. And, and actually they allowed me to go, I, I traveled probably every week or every other week to other countries still doing the dancing a bit. We, and that's bizarre, isn't mm. it? And uh, until I was probably, 20 21 and then we broke away from dunkin donuts and we decided to start our own businesses and develop new ideas and I, I, the dancing thing as much as i do miss it these days because it's you know it's glamorous and i was a lot hit, fitter and healthier uh <laughs> you, you you it it i'd done I, I was lucky enough to be quite successful with it and yeah. to do loads at a young age so it was just time for an adventure. amazing opportunity as well. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. So yeah, a weird routine, but yeah, but a good one. And yeah, and it was. and I mean, not not many parents, I think, that would persuade you that you had to do a food job rather than a job at the Bank of England. So well done, yeah. Mum. Yeah, no, she's uh, <laughs> she's 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 got a lot to ask for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, but, I, but I, I think. Good. 
probably quite good fun. Those ones. Yeah. And funny enough, my mum's job, her first job before she got married was at the Bank of England in Scotland. Oh, really? They, they had an office in Glasgow and she yeah. worked at the Bank of England. Yeah. Yeah, they, re- they really did grow people, but I don't know yeah. if they still... I know there's the kind of... I don't know what they're called. The placements sort of yes. job, learn on job, like... Um, Work yeah. scares me, but yeah, they still do that. Yeah, apprenticeship yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. I think they do sort of things, but they're incredibly difficult to get into, aren't they, as well these yeah. days? So I'm sure there'll be a lot of folk wanting into something like that. Yeah, that's but, it. But then, if we hadn't got you into donuts, we wouldn't have had dum dums now. There would so be no baked donuts. There would be no <laughs> baked donuts. Absolutely. You you talked a little bit about those guys that that ran that business that that you started to work for, and that kind of. It's something else that I've been digging into with people is who have you learned from Yeah, both good and bad? You know, like when you've worked places, have you seen things and thought, oh, I never want to do that? Or I want to, you know, what has influenced your style of management? Do you know, that's, that's, that's a really good question. Not only, like you say, the good, but the bad as well, because mm. you do learn, learn from both. Totally do. Massive. I... Kevin, who was my mentor, uh, I know people use that phrase a bit, but he really yeah. was a mentor. And actually, that was in good and bad as well, because there was, uh, I worked with him for 10 years for him, first of all. But even when we became partners, like business partners later on, and I was travelling around to France and Italy and things, doing uh, with studying or patisserie and, and, and travelling, <clears throat> even later on, would, I'd always consider him senior to me. Yeah. Anyway, you know, because... That uh, was uh, your uh, initial role with well. him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, he was—he went to Columbia Business School, um, and he uh, was a very successful guy in his own right, and linked with other businesses. And yeah, he—he he taught me very much entrepreneurial skills. Like, no matter what's happening, no matter how bad things get, no matter what news you get, I would be—I'd be down in the dumps if something happened, for example. So, like, suppose you lost an account, I'd be like, "It's all—it's all over. We're done for." <laughs> And uh, and he'd be like, you know, an entrepreneur takes any news, anything, and turns it into a positive. And you know, and that's leading from the front, isn't it? So yes. you kind of, you know, there's no one going to be ever more positive than you are. So you need to no. really be leading the way. So there were things like that. In, in saying that, then it got to a point where actually I probably was stifling kind of myself because I was deferring to him all the time. Yes. At a certain age, unfortunately, Kevin passed away um, uh, yeah. when I was around. I don't even know how old it was. Um, kind of 20s I was at that point where I'm like I always deferred to him so how do I do things now so I can't be kind of thinking how would Kevin do it no it's suddenly right you have to be responsible for your actions and actually that's what it was for me more than anything if I'm going to mess up I want myself to blame I don't want to say well it's because I listened to them or because I listened to them I really want to say right okay I'm going to just say this is how I think it should be done I've got enough experience now I've you know I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not stupid, um, and uh, if I try and just do things right in the best possible way, then yeah. hopefully I'll make more right decisions than wrong decisions. Um, and then in regards to like negative sort of uh, stuff, I mean, people do let you down. You just got to not try not to like, no. let it get on top of you. Really, you know. But I try also to... to think, I don't ever want to do that to anyone else. So that's it. it. Yeah, it's it's. it's... From it. Yeah, I think I think there's unfortunately I've always been quite a loyal person, and that's that upsets me most. When, but I don't really ever want to stop giving people the chance to be loyal either. No, because 
that's kind of then you've then you've kind of let it affect you too much. I had a boss once who told me you're too nice to be a boss, you'll never be a boss. And I can remember then thinking, if it takes me having to be unpleasant to be a boss, yeah. I don't want to be a boss. Couldn't and and I and I think although you you get disappointed when people don't treat you in the same way. I still don't want to have to behave like something I'm not comfortable with yeah. in order to do something. So I would much rather be fair, do the stuff you're comfortable with. And an odd person will take disadvantage of that or take advantage of that. But I also find if I say we haven't actually got as much work as we wanted to or something like that, somebody will say, well, we could bring this project forward or, you know, folk will try to help you because they know that you've been totally straight with them. It's true. It's true. So, and, you know, there'll, there'll be situations as well where people people only ever look at things from their perspective anyway. So they'll yeah. think that you've not been good. But if you know that you have tried to do the best within that situation, you know, I think it makes it a lot easier. I hate the whole kind of boss thing anyway. I don't I don't like that. When people, you know, it's a trend for a while for people to call you boss, like hi boss. I hate it. Absolutely hate <laughs> it. It's just like... You know, because it's almost in like kind of putting this like structure yeah, in place. Yeah, hierarchy need to be. and everything yeah. that doesn't need to be there. No, yeah. that's good. I think that's really good. Stepping outside your comfort zone, what do you think? What do you think now you've done that you think I never would have thought I would have done that? Um, I guess probably the. It's funny. I was talking about it last night. My wife is. Um, we 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 went international. You know, we we and where we're very 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 successful at the moment is in um, uh, Saudi Arabia, and we have a fantastic partner over there, a franchise. We started off with a uh, an area of development in a region of Saudi, uh, and then that was that launched. So we had loads of problems with building kitchens out there, and the the partner was very very patient though. And when it did launch. It was very successful. So we immediately had other people wanted to do it in other regions, but mm-hmm. we decided to talk about loyalty. We we, we came back to uh, our partner and said, look, you've done a very good job here. Therefore, we, we have people interested in other regions, but do you want to extend and take on the whole Saudi? Because we'd rather just work with you. If we, you know, It's very difficult mm-hmm. to find people from distance that you know you can trust. So we, we did that. And do you know that... The, the kind of ideas and the brand ideas we we don't always get it right here. Mm-hmm. You know, we often make mistakes. But uh, uh, Faisal over there, he, you know, everything you see on social media, everything you see there, it looks great. And we've opened a, a number of stores now. We're opening a second kitchen over the other side of uh, Saudi, and it's all grown very nice. And, and I, was, I was there last night, um, and I just check in Instagram, and I, uh, I said to my wife, I said, "How insane is it that something that was in my head at some point?" I'm looking at it online and it's being made, consumed, or the brand's being, or the packaging, or there's there's all these things of Saudi Arabia which is different than here. It's mm. like, you know, we I'm not I'm not saying different, good or good or bad. It's just it's a it's a different culture, but it mm-hmm. transcends both their cultures and accepted by both of us. And there's somebody yep. there and and they you know they don't we don't always look alike or act alike particularly like that but we have obviously those things at the same there's more I, that makes you similar than makes you different sometimes when you look at it yeah. yeah did you go after did you say we want to be in in saudi or did some did they approach you no we uh, what was interesting is well, as soon as we started we had people from all over the world interested in doing franchising and i didn't know anything yeah. about franchising at all 
Still don't, to be honest. <laughs> no, but you have somebody like, that does, so yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think yeah, there's good and bad about um, uh, franchising, and but it's all about the people you work with. What if if you call it a franchise, you call it a partnership, you call it just any sort of relationship. It's just it's just how how you work together. Yeah, we 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 did a few regions in in the Middle East, but Saudi is the one that's kind of it's very commercial. I know everyone thinks of um, the big big cities there the big lights and the big glamour that people go on holiday but in a way they're kind of it's all that's almost like a, a bit vacancy a bit fickle yeah it just, it's, tr- it's a bit trendy um but saudi's kind of it's a, it's a real place people would go to yep. work every day and 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 we were lucky and a, that and a wealthy place uh-huh, so. yeah well it's a it's a better better middle class uh, yeah. section as well because you know there's not some places are very much, you know, the elite, and then the workers are the workers couldn't afford your product. No, and there's not that many of the elite, really. No, so it becomes difficult to be commercial in that in that aspect. But we kind of always say about Dum Dums, I want it to be exclusive, uh, uh, exclusive, but you know, you're not not uh, elitist or, or not. No. I want it to be available to people. A, so. a, tr- a, a treat, but something that people could have regularly and uh-huh. sure. No, not unattainable. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What now, when you look at yourself, what do you know about yourself now that you maybe didn't know you did or know that you like doing? Or what do you wish you'd identified about yourself sooner that you find useful? Um, It's a difficult one. I've got quite, quite tough on myself. I think. I think I'm. I see yeah, a more. A lot of entrepreneurs are what they have <laughs> done yeah. rather than what they have done. Yeah, I think I, I can. I can see a lot of things that I wish I'd done differently. I don't. I don't. I, you, you can't really regret anything. You can't change nope. it anyway. But I, I do feel that I'm rubbish at things that I have to be structured with. Um, I kind of. So I probably. If I'd have started from day one, I probably should have got that organised a bit better. I'm having to do a lot of it retrospectively now. Right. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, there's an element of, for me, it was all about the brand and the product when we started. And, yep. for, and still is, really. Yeah. But you need to have it kind of set up right. I, we could have gone down routes with um, bringing in an investment and things which we didn't do, which with hindsight, I probably would have had an easier life with. But you know, it's uh, it's some sometimes becomes too much. The bits much of a that business. you love doing are the creative parts of the business, yeah. Yeah, they are, and and, and t- sometimes you just spend far too much time paying bills, you know, yeah. and, and that side of things, which you have to do. But that's what but stifles. It's not what, what anyone comes yeah, into but, a business for is it? No, no, it's really not. Yeah. So it's it's the creative parts of it, and I mean that that is an incredible skill that you've got. How you've learned to make pastry and do stuff with pastry and things, and I guess that wasn't. I mean, because it was just luck that you ended up yeah. in a in a business like that. So I guess that's something too that you maybe didn't know about yourself. And again, yeah. if you've got that skill, you tend to think anyone could do it, but not anyone could do that. You know, I mean that is. A, a definite strength you've got. I think a goal of an entrepreneur kind of you need to be pretty good at everything. You know, you don't necessarily have to be amazing at one thing. But you have but to you understand have to, it. Yeah, oh. you have to. Yeah, so I think I think regarding the uh, the the chef side of things, I, I mm. never ever call myself a chef for people because I, I don't know why it just sounds like I'm giving myself a title that I'm kind of 
I, don't, I just don't really know why. But, but you're I mean, certainly I am, very good with pastry. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm a head chef. You know, I do all the yes. developments. I do all the flavors. I'm 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 good with flavor. I, I know I'm good with flavor. So for me, um, I've always been good from a young age. I should have just gone down traditional chef sort of training route. But to be honest. I also like my family and I don't really want to be working nights, <laughs> which is what restaurants and, and restaurant right. restaurateur is about. So, but yeah, so I'm good with flavors. I'm, I'm the food side of things, it comes relatively easy to me. And I think it's because as well, because I'm not doing it all the time. Then when yes. I do do it, you're not think you're not kind of, you can see the wood for the trees, you know, it's yeah. kind of the phrase. I, I think I can come right. We want to do this. And it's like the baked donut. When we came up with the idea for that, Everyone in the industry said it was impossible. But me, as an outsider of the traditional route, I just said, you know, we were just like, why not? And I remember the day I, I we, we were, all of these experts were brought in. I was in the head office uh, at the time, and all of these experts were in our bakery in Islington, uh, and they'd been there for months. And they were the product they were sending over was just awful. It's just, it was bread rolls. And they said it would be bread rolls. <laughs> but then they tried to make bread rolls, so, you know. Uh-huh. So I just, I, I remember apparently the story goes, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I just apparently tried some product, didn't throw it down, but put it down and just probably said a, a curse word or something like that and uh, and just walked out of the office. And everyone was like, where's Paul? And uh, I, I went to the bakery and I stayed there for a month, booked into a hotel. I literally stayed there for a month and I said, we're not leaving until we get a product that is close. You know, it doesn't yep. have to be perfect, but close. And after a month, we actually came up and we had the baked donut, but we couldn't do it on scale. No. So it was like, okay, how are we going to scale it up? And, and that after that. But yeah, it's just, I think, looking at things differently. And you say, why, why can't we do it in this way? And most people and, would be and, doing and it every day. And in some ways, not having that classical training that this is how you have to do it probably Absolutely. helps too, because you that's don't it. have those rules, right? That's, um, yeah, that's good. Normally, when you can go out and about and go anywhere, what's how do you like to eat out to get inspiration or or you know what do you do that that makes you start thinking about new flavors and new things and I, th- I think my certainly my younger years with my my dad probably but also now my wife and I everything revolves around food generally you know and 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 being out and socializing I think food's a very social thing yep. But even when we first started dating, you know, we would we would courting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we when when we first went for trips and things, we'd go to trips mm. to like Prague or somewhere like that, and those are some of my absolute best memories. And you just you walk if you walk around a city, it's amazing the things you see. Not just with yeah. food, but it's, it's you know it's amazing yeah. the things you see. I mean, social media makes it now easier to easier research things but it's, it's not the same so you find a lot of people know about a lot of stuff because they read about it or see it yeah they don't they don't but, know but it actually or being it. there i know i can always remember the very first time i went to tunisia maybe nearly 20 years ago with a television crew to do something and saying i now understand why those cakes like the little baklavas and things are so sweet yeah. because the tea is so strong yeah. You need that contrast. Cut through. And, 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 you know, it's just that you can eat olives anywhere. or But when you go to the place where they're from, you suddenly get the whole thing much more, don't you? It all comes together much more and That's it's much it. easier. And I don't think there is a substitute for that. Although, no, fortunately, in London, we're lucky that there are so many 
nationalities of people, that there are all these amazing, genuinely Vietnamese food takeaways and genuine, you know, and I think you can get a lot more yeah. here than you probably could in other places. But yeah, I, th- I think it certainly in the last eight eight years or so, you know, with all the street food and yeah. and, and even the delivery hub, uh, like delivery yeah. and Uber Eats and things, but just allows more outlets for people to be able to be creative without too much infrastructure. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I love traveling. Like I say when I was younger, I traveled a lot with the, the dancing thing, but my wife loves traveling. Kids love traveling. And, and like you say, it, it puts it in context when you try it in situ. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and just and, meet the characters behind it and yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. Have you been doing any online ordering or anything specifically during lockdown? Or we've not done a huge amount, and it's it's strange because I know that everything kind of went online, and yeah, you know, we had challenges because obviously we had stores that were, then we they could trade, they couldn't trade. The constant opening, reopening, closing, changing of tiers. You can't, you can't do it. So we, you have challenges the whole time. But um, one thing I, I did uh, in the last probably 18 months, two years, is, you know, we grew. And I think we grew not too fast, but we grew infrastructure and we grew, um, we became a bit corporate in that respect. And it was just, there was a lot, a lot, Every when you wake up every day and then you're trying to think about, okay, bakery we've got shops we've got marketing we've got there's so there's so much to do and we're we're an artisan donut company so one thing i did was um i've reduced infrastructure uh so we we did that probably through 2019 mainly yeah and uh which has probably helped you quite a lot it it really has yeah. yeah it really really has and so we i think there's a phrase i used to use when i was doing another project a few years back and i was I was over in Italy, and we were doing like these mini donuts. And there was a phrase, and it was like, uh, "Think small." And think small is, you know, obviously it's a play because everyone's always like, "Think big, think big." But actually, we had an image of a child holding a small donut, kind of like, "Hmm." It, it, it and it's kind of uh, resonating with me at the moment that you know, okay, let's think about the core stuff we do. The small, the, the let's get back to basics about what we do there. So we're going to think small because every time I've ever done that, we've always had so many opportunities come up as a result because your brand's right, you're your focused right. on the actual thing. Yeah, yeah. So we've actually uh, so regarding just trying to go on, we didn't need to do a huge amount online. We didn't burn overstretch there, invest no. lots of money there when it's this the future was uncertain. So, well, everyone was saying to me, "What we're going to do? What we're going to do?" Back in like March and April. It was a case of like, okay, well, we do what we do, and we're going to sit tight, and we could do some development, and we could do these, but actually, not doing not doing too much is actually doing something. Yes. So, I U- rained things using in. the time to yeah. to look at other things. Yeah, that's it. So we rained things in, and I think that's that's again, hopefully, seems like mm. the right decision. So now, hopefully, with with the vaccine and that side of things, we're coming out the other side. It's a case of it's been a case really the last few months since we thought that would happen, like November, mm-hmm. December sort of time. Right, what do we want Dum Dums, don't say Dum Dums 2.0, but Dum Dums 2021, yeah. 2022, what do we want it to be? And actually, it's a great chance to reset. Yes. And I really do. And I, I feel really, I feel so much more positive about it because so, sometimes after you do something for a number a period of time and you grow and got a lot of people working with, for you or with you, and we've we had franchises, we've got 
uh, our own stores. So, right, okay, is any of this moving us forward? Is it making us happier? Is it making our brand better? And yes, some of it really is, but some of it is not. So, no. uh, yeah, I think I think in order for us to grow, we need we need to really get the our core bits spot on, and then um, it's amazing that what is really amazing is when I first started uh, Dum Dums in uh, two thousand thirteen is. Because of social media, because of you able to reach out to the world, mm. it's very, very easy and very cost effectively. It was easier back then. It's kind of they've tightened things up a little bit, mm. but you can really just come up with something, and if people like it, they'll drive it for you. Yes, and and, and I mean you have an amazing are. social media following and things, which is which is great, isn't, isn't it? Because it? it can't really, really. Yeah, we've got really loyal base of people and we've had a lot of very influential um, influencers and celebrities yeah. or yeah but very very cool people just um become friends and f- and fans yeah. of us and you know we've never paid for anything like that you know nope. any ads or anything they've just done it because they like us because they like you and this like what organic. you stand for yeah. yeah that's good what would you tell anyone if they were starting a business like yours what are the things you would say make sure you um, <laughs> yeah. if you if you were well, going to if you're yeah. going to be an entrepreneur and start in the food sector, I think you don't have to spend a lot of money right. <laughs> straight away. That's good. It, you know, I think I think people think I'm starting a business, therefore I need. You know, in, when I first started, it was like, oh, you need letterheads and you need cards. Mm. <laughs> what a waste of money, really. I heard um, recently to somebody <laughs> saying, will we ever put business cards out again? Because will know. anyone ever want to touch a bit of paper that you've had in your pocket? And, That's it. And you do wonder, don't you, how we'll come back from things like that? Yeah, it's it's the world evolves, doesn't it? And mm. So, and even like when you talk about offices and all these, you know, yeah. you don't need everything. Some really big companies don't really have that much infrastructure. Yep. So I think if you can do anything, um, reserve <clears throat> your capital so you can invest it correctly in product and branding and um, and just focus on that side of things, social media, PR. If, you, if you've if you got to put your, your money into those, I, I don't know if it was it Bill Gates or someone like, or Steve Jobs, someone like that said, you know, if they had $1 left, they'd spend on PR. You know, yeah. I think that, that's evolved into social media now as well i think you, and i think that's to... such a gift for yeah. people in business nowadays isn't it because i mean compared to how you would have had to advertise before and what you would have paid and how yeah. random it was who saw it and everything you can be so much more targeted and it is in in the reach of most small businesses to be able to do something on social media which is great even you, even if you can't spend any money on it, you just you create. If you create good content, you'll grow. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know the good thing is everyone on on social media is interested. They're looking at it for a reason. They're not. Yeah. You're not having to persuade them to. They're already there at nope. your shop window, effectively. Good. So. Three words that you think describe you to sum up. What would you say? Jeez, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't really know. Not really. I don't really think about myself that much, to be honest. I think... What do uh, other people say about you then? What would the things they say be? How would people describe you? Um, probably... <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm, I don't know, If you say something too good, you think you're kind of no! beating yourself up, really, don't they? Don't worry. Um, Just say I what you I, think. Yeah. I don't know. People probably say a lot about me, to be honest, but not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, probably um, 
different, I would say, probably. A um, different perspective on things, definitely, uh, haven't you? Yeah, 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 different angle. So different, uh, maybe, uh, hopefully, I would say, reliable. Yep. Um, and uh, hope, like, honest, loyal, loyal, loyal probably. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I think these it. are definitely cool. I would also say innovative because I think you do look at things differently and do things differently and. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I like, know. I think, I, yeah, last like I, I don't. You're, you're not a rule follower, and I think that's a good no, that's thing. True. Do you know? That's true. You know, yeah. and and I mean, sometimes when we're younger, in school and things, that's seen as a negative. Yeah. But I think a lot of entrepreneurial people, yeah, were probably a bit disruptive at school. It's true. Might but it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, well, this is my, my my wife. If she listens to this, which she inevitably will, mm. will probably like be looking at me with a, a certain look because my five year old at the moment he just refuses to do anything any anyone else's way. Uh, it has to be his way, and he, he he yeah he just won't follow the rules. And my wife always says that's from me. I'm like yeah. no, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, it is. And yeah, I, for me, I I think probably you know. My 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 dad always kind of understood. And parents, obviously, my mum's not here mm-hmm. unfortunately anymore. But my dad always understood mm-hmm. me quite well, and and he would always. I think he said something when I was young, that uh, that sticks with me. He said I'll end up either being very very successful or in jail. And I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't think that's a necessarily good thing to put out there. But yeah. uh, but I think that it would be. Um, yeah, he. I think you, you'll yeah, sail I, quite close to the line. On. Well, no, it's not, not, nothing, nothing. not yeah. following the rules, just yeah. more, I, yeah. Yeah, I just I think it's like you you question everything, right? I yeah. think that because then because I mean even like this year with with the um, with the pandemic and that we've all had to follow the rules and rightfully so, and we've been a hundred percent behind it. Um, but I think that it's right. I saw your speaker of the house, John uh, Burko before. No, the, uh, the, the late. New... Uh, lady anyway she's um mm. uh she she was she was brilliant she was up she'd got the vaccine she's in her 80s she got mm. the vaccine for one of them and now she's told the second one's delayed by you know several months and yeah and she went and she was down uh but it but uh betty boothroy yes and uh and yeah. she and she um and she was down at the hospital going why why has it been delayed okay are we gonna I'm, am i and it being my age gonna be covered and i said yes i said Show me the evidence of that, and I think that you got to challenge. You got to challenge stuff. Absolutely, I, I'm not saying break the rules. I'm just no, saying, but, but make just sure, make sure you know why you're following them. Yeah, and you know when people like, like I say, with these, I know boring things in my world were big things. It's like you can't bake a donut. Why not? Why not? I mean, yeah, yes, thank God you, God you right, can. You need the right <laughs> ingredients, and, and it won't yeah. be a donut unless you've got a, a certain amount of oil and things like that. But you know, it, it, the question then comes up with something that's maybe a different answer, but it's still good. So, you know, we don't, yeah. don't baked donuts are not, you know, we're not a salad. It's not a health food. We're not looking for that. We're looking for just to do it better. So they're yep. better because they're baked. It's not and that it's a baked are, donut. They think. are delicious. <laughs> I appreciate it. But, I, yeah, I, I think they are. So yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. Good. Be disruptive. You know, I think that's a, that's a word word people like that now, don't they? Be a disruptor yeah. in the market. Be a disruptor. That's brilliant. Thank you for listening to Let Me Introduce You, the Food Business Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, 
Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you pick up your podcasts and make sure you don't miss an episode. Please leave a comment to let me know what you enjoyed or connect to me at Jane Milton Food on Instagram or at Food Networking on Twitter. And if you found this helpful, we'd love you to tell other food businesses about it too. See you next time.